And we are back for another week of the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. It's your boy, your buddy, your pal, Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector. Coming at you as I do every Friday morning on Philanthropy and Focus and every Wednesday afternoon on the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. Where else? Two flights above above this above huh tommy two flights up from the kitchen just below the roof in my attic now yes granted this summer i haven't always been doing the shows live from the attic but today we are back in the attic got a shirt and tie on which is killing me in the middle of summer but i wanted to do it because i thought it was important to throw a shirt and tie on for for old time's sake because i'm about to retire the tie i'm about to retire the necktie not for the whole world but for me i think we're just gonna and that whole wearing a necktie thing. I've evolved out of uh, of that. This show is the Professionals and Animal Lovers show. If you've never been here before, welcome. We're glad to have you. And if you've you. been here before, welcome. We're glad to have you. Ann Levy's here. Jill Laurie's here. What's going on? Hello, everyone. Let me say hello to my friends. Jill, good morning, good afternoon, good night. How are you? Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. We're thrilled to have you and coming in to visit with us. Just saw you yesterday. I'll tell the story about how you and I met originally, but how are you today? What's going I'm on? I'm great. Thank you so much. How's, how's everything with you? Everything's incredible. Thank you. Good. You know, no, nothing like a shirt and tie and a pair of Adidas pants. Uh-oh, I let the cat out of the bag. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows the trick now. Everybody knows. Oh, my God. It's two and a half years into this shenanigans where you, you <laughs> Nobody knows what kind of pants you have on or anything. <laughs> look, every week on this show, my partner, Valerie, my, my partner in all things animal advocacy, my partner in this venture together, uh, she's not with me right now. She's, she's a bit under the weather. And that is okay. And it's good to have a team because that's how it works. You have a team. We pick each other up. You know, some people have this skill set. Some people have that skill set, whatever the case may be. She says I help her in a lot of ways, pushing her. I know she pushes me in a lot of ways in advocacy. So, Val, I love you, kid. Feel better. Get well soon. All right. So this show is its a mission that we're on. It's a mission to talk about advocacy. It's a mission to learn, to educate, and to advocate. It's a mission to create a community, which we've created. I mean, it was some, some 30 people in a room in Plainview, Long Island yesterday. By the way, if you were at this thing, shout out to Chocolate Works, shout out to Joanne Cave, uh, Joanne Winkart Cave, because I don't know about you, man, but like when you could take a pretzel with salt and cover it with chocolate and you get salt and sweet together, man, I don't know what's better. Not a whole lot's better than that, for me at least. I think those were delicious. So we got to meet friends. We got to make new friends. I watched... I actually stood in the back of the room after we broke it, after we had lunch and watched the people connect who didn't know each other and now do know each other. So what are we doing? We're creating an incredibly special community of folks. We're bringing these people together. Why? So that through this, everyone wins. And my co-host and partner usually says, especially the animals. So together we'll say, so we're creating a community so that everyone wins, especially the animals. So yes. that's what it's all about. And we're excited to have Jill here as our friend that we're going to talk to in an interview. And Anne here has an incredible business that's coming out. And I'll tell you a story how Anne and I met. Well, I'll just tell you right now because I'm running the show. So I was at an event, Scoop and Italian Ices. 
for an organization called Operation Vest, which is an organization talking about veterans and how we need to focus on veterans and educating each other about the challenge of veterans tragically taking their own lives. So VEST, Operation VEST stands for Veterans Ending Suicide Together. I was there scooping ices. Anne was there singing the national anthem. We became friends. She comes over, we're chatting, I'm scooping ices. She says, I said, what's your deal? She said, well, I, I, I worked in the funeral home for many years. I'm going to be launching this new business. And as she told me what it was, and I'm gonna, we, we'll talk about it. We're gonna just kind of tease you all. We'll talk about it when we come back. I said, oh my God, you need to meet my friend Val. Like I gotta get Val right now. And I like, I, Jill, I had like a line of 35 people and I'm scooping ice and I'm like, I gotta call Val like at the same time. And I gotta like connect you guys. And right and once you and Valerie connected, right? I mean, forget yeah. about it, right? Like it, it just made sense. So yes. I, I saw that. So Anne's going to play with us today. And, and, you know, I know she's curious about what Jill's here to talk about. So without further ado, actually one little, one more further ado, if this, if that's how you say it is, I just want to shout out October 11th of this year is the first annual. When you say first annual, I like to say that because that means it's going to happen every year, but the first annual compassion awards. And we were talking about that yesterday. I'll share some throughout the show. I'll, you know, we have three honorees that that will we're, we're that they're very special in the advocacy world and we have a handful of sponsors that are partnered up with it us but if you want to check it out learn more about it i'll share on facebook but pal-show.com pal-show.com all right let's get into this so jill there's so much to talk about and i, I will tell you i gotta just kind of preface this because coming into this conversation i'm i'm really excited to have this conversation with you but at the same time, as a guy who meditates and a guy who's relatively spiritual and feels this connection to uh, a universal consciousness and I'm constantly searching, what you're going to tell me about, I'm going like, well, this is, this is a good one. This is fun. But I'm having some some like concerns like, wow, how does this all work? So what is he talking about? All right. Let me just read from, from Jill's bio. So. Jill Laurie's organization is Healing with Animals, and her intention is to inspire inspire others to create a world where non-human animals are treated with respect, love, and compassion. Welcome to our world, right on. So inspired by the animal kingdom, she advocates for animals and the passage of animal-friendly laws. She's bringing together this celebration, which we'll talk about September 21st here in, in Rockaway Beach. Well, not where I am, but not too far. I, I know Rockaway's pretty well. Tell us about this animal communication and the coaching that you do, Jill. I mean, I, we talked in the break, not the break, but before we got started that I sit on the board of horse ability. And I was just talking to a coach friend of mine yesterday. And I said, when I go to horse ability, I feel my blood pressure go down. When I see my four-legged horse friends, I feel better. They make me feel better. Tell me about your background, your connection to the animals and how do you communicate? Because I'd like to be a better communicator. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And I just want to clarify that the Animal Rock event is September 24th, a Saturday. Did I say it wrong? I thought, I thought I heard 21. So I what I said, September 24th. September. Okay. Okay. All right, okay. okay, great. So that's the date. So yeah, so I came into the world just completely enamored with animals. I just connected with them. I understood them. They they were my people, right? Um, and I 
probably felt more connected to animals than I did to people in my life. And, you know, for many years, I lived with animals. I did some unofficial rescue work. Um, I uh, coached people who um, had lost their animal companions. And it wasn't until after Hurricane Sandy when that's one of those moments where you just get real with yourself and uh, you know you realize and you question why am I really here? And it really hit me that I was truly here to be a voice for the animals and that everything I had experienced before was preparing me to do just that. Wow. Were you living in the Rockaways during Sandy? I was, yes, yes. I was. So let's give everybody a frame of reference. I mean, if you don't remember Hurricane Sandy, which now, is it 12 years ago? Is it more, or is it, how many years? What year was that? Um, 2012, yeah. 10 years, so so oh. how, I mean, it went, it, I remember it. I, I, you know, had a lot less kids then, um, but I, I remember that uh, that time frame and the Rockaways were just really, South Shore of, you know, Long Island, obviously Queens were really, really, really beat up. So it certainly was a time of reckoning, I guess, for, and, and in your own life, a time to reflect on, like you say, what's my calling? What should I be doing? Exactly. And it was also a time where it's almost like one of the worst things that could happen, you think, happened. And so then it was like, okay, what is there to be afraid of now? And so stepping into an arena which was even less mainstream than I had done before and opening up to this possibility of talking to animals. Um, all of a sudden, it didn't quite seem as out of the realm of possibility. And Jill, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's interesting because I feel that way personally, like in a time that we've just mm -hmm. gone through the last two and a half years, mm -hmm. it's another sort of like, well, just my, this, this is my vernacular. I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth, but like, just freaking do it. Like, just do the thing. Like, who knows what comes next? I was on a meeting, well, I was on several meetings earlier today, but saying like, you know, I almost hold myself back from saying this. It, there's silver linings to the last couple of years, and there's obviously been such tragedy and loss of life and things and sickness, but we've we've taken that pause, and we've been able to reflect, as I believe, a society, as a race, as people, but also as individuals to really say, well, what am I doing, man? How am I making an impact? I will tell you, this particular show is a result of a conversation that happened during this this time in history you know valerie and i started talking about this last summer so uh first episode was september 1st so it's uh you know we're coming up on that which was weird to even say like that's next week um i gotta remind val that valerie that's next week i know you're watching that's next week uh so but it's interesting how those times in our lives will make us or 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 empower us to make different choices and see things differently right Absolutely. And that's what I keep hearing from the animals, is that this is a time of transformation and a time of opportunity, um, a time to change things, not only for how we treat non-human animals, but how we treat human animals um, and our planet. So um, as much as there's some darkness that we're experiencing, there's also the opportunity to bring that right into the light. And the animals have been inspiring me 
and talking about us doing it with love and compassion. And so I, you know, I communicate with all species, also animals who passed over. Um, you know, and it's interesting because like in any relationship, there are gonna be challenges, but we usually reach out when there's some kind of issue in the relationship, mm -hmm. right? There, there's some kind of behavioral something going on or a health issue or something that's a source of stress. So that tends to be the times when people will reach out to me. Um, yeah, I, I think, so how does this, I, I mean, I'm, I pulled up your website because I want to share it as we go to a break, but like, what is the, I, you know, what I'm going to set it up, we'll do it when we come back from break. Like, I'm curious, like, what does this relationship feel like? What is it when, you know, and how do people find you and, and you, you say it happens there, times of challenges or maybe strife or different things, you know, where they're looking for some deeper connection with, is it just their own animal? Is it, you know, that, that's what I'm, I mean, and like, not to put you on the spot, but when we, you know, I don't even, I almost don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I mean, you just lost your animal not too long ago, your, your pup not too long ago. Yes. And yeah. And, and you know, it, what you're, before we go to break, share your business. Tell us what you're about to launch because I don't want to keep anybody in suspense anymore because I love, I, I see it in my mind. I have the vision of what you're creating um, because you've told me about it, but also because I got a pretty vivid imagination. So tell us real quick before we go to break what the future holds for the work you're going to do and then may, how that'll relate to what Jill's talking about too. So I'm, I'm opening a luxury pet resort. It's a daycare and a spa as well. So what that means is it's overnight um, for pups and also for cats. And we have daycare play for the daytime and then the spa. So we can clean the pups if, if the uh, pet parents would like before they're picked up after overnight or after their daycare. Um, but what, and that may sound like, oh, okay, it's uh, probably like a kennel, but um, I even though by definition we are a kennel because we are getting technically getting paid to keep uh, dogs overnight. Um, I don't like to categorize myself in the, with that word kennel because um, it's complete luxury what we're doing. We are completely cage free, no concrete floors, no chain link fences. We're completely indoors. Um, we have suites for all the pups. We, we do not have any small type areas that the, the pups will sleep in. The smallest room that we have is eight by seven, which is very large. And um, the, the way we designed, which I guess we could get into later, but um, the way we designed the resort is it's all about safety and comfort and the well-being for the pups and of course the cats that will stay with us as well. The cats will be in a separate area, of course. But um, yeah, my, my pooch that I've had, he, he was my life and we never had an option like that for him. We would have never left him in a, a kennel or any type of uh, facility like that. But fortunately we were um, blessed to have family that would take care of him. My mother-in-law would always care for him when we went away. But um, if we going didn't to grandma's. Have that, He's like, he was going to grandma's house, right? Grandma's, to yes. yes. And she, she treated him like a king. So it was great. They loved each other so much. Um, but if we did not have her, um, you know, I have my, my parents, of course, would have loved to take care of my pooch for me, but they had a pup and, you know, that as pooch got older, it was a little too stressful for him to be with their pup because their pup was much younger. 
So, you know, I, it was my mother-in-law was our, our main uh, caretaker for Pooch. And we were very fortunate, but people that. don't have that. Not everybody yeah. has that. And when, when I met you, I said, you you and Valerie, forget about it. Like, I love hanging out with you. I love connecting with you. But I was like, holy cow. And I didn't say cow. I said a bad a word that rhymes with knit. And I was like, holy cow, you know, you and Val are going to get along. Because I know when it comes to my buddy Jovi, like who's Valerie's dog and, and mm -hmm. sort of one of our mascots, I'm the other mascot, but, <laughs> but Joby is like, would never be left in one of those kennel places because it's not how they operate. And it's not, it's not how a lot of fur parents would even think about. We do have to take a break. When we come back, I want to come back with Jill and I want to Jill, I, I want to understand the feel of this because I think, you know, I, I'm feeling the good vibes. I'm feeling we're, you know, we're, we're going to understand this better before we split today. So people are affected by this. Last week we had, um, a couple of weeks ago, we had our friend Mitchell Kassman on the show, who I met yesterday. For what's up, Mitchell? Great to meet you, man. Uh, I, you know, I didn't get a hug before you left. I owe you a hug. But um, when we had him on the show, it was talking about funerals for our our animals when they when they pass, and and this is some of what I'm getting. The vibes, Jill, is some of the stuff that we, we're going to talk about. So this is the longest introduction to a break I've ever done. And <laughs> so let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Pals. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. back this is pals of professionals and animal lovers show i'm gonna read a quote right off of jill's website initially i was hesitant about whether animal communication was real or not so was i um pam m from new york new york 
Uh, Jill has spoken with my pets, both living and crossed over many times. Each cat and dog revealed feelings, thoughts, and ideas fears that were unique to their personalities. I wasn't prepared for the truly unconditional way they love their families. More on that. Check out the website. You'll see the full quote from Pam M. But I will tell you, here's what I know about human beings and life. We barely know anything. That's what I know. We don't know anything. So um, even like to, to assume that we can't connect with those who have passed over, whether human or animals, to assume that we can't connect with animals in some telepathic way or some communicative way. To me, that's arrogant. I used to go around saying, you know, like, I don't believe that there's anything else. What the heck do I know? I'm a guy in an attic. And that's not self-deprecating. That is really just about us as humans like what do we know man how much do we actually understand and so let's come into this conversation open-minded right talk to us jill what does it look like when the client like our our friend pam m when they connect with you what does that look like it's funny because i'm tommy d so like it would not be very like sometimes we try to protect people's like privacy when we put pam m on the shout out to pam by the way but like if it said Tommy D, everybody would still know it was me. So we'd have to figure out another <laughs> another way to do that if I put someone. <laughs> but talk to us about this. Like when somebody reaches out to you for this type of support and this type of communication. Yeah, very often people come to me when they are very distraught. Um, it could be that their animal has passed over. Um, it could be their animal has a diagnosis that's very distressing. It could be an animal that's gone missing. And people, I mean, these are our babies, right? So when something like that is going on, it, it really shakes, shakes us to our core. And so typically what I do is um, I check in first, I say hello to the animal and animals love to talk to us. Because if you think about it, they're not used to people listening in that way. So when somebody shows up and it really wants to hear them, it's like, oh, great, I've been waiting. <laughs> and, and I'll usually get a feel, a sense for what the animal is like. Some animals feel very confident. Some feel less secure. And it's funny because some animals have a great sense of humor. They're even sarcastic sometimes. It's it's really a blast. Those are my kind of animals. I like those kind of animals. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we sort of, the animals choose us, and the animals choose us to teach us the lessons that we need to learn. So, um, yeah. And then the animals will sometimes share something right off the bat, something, some message for their person. And then uh, the person may have specific questions that they want me to ask their pet. And, you know, it's sort of like being a translator. And we sort of go back and forth, sort of having a three, four, five-way dialogue, you know, depending on how many people there are in the family or how many animals there are that we're talking to. And it's really what I love most of it, uh, most about it is it's such an opportunity to clear up misunderstandings. You know, very often when there's an illness or the animal has passed over, the pet parents feel guilt or remorse or shame even. And to be able to hear straight from their beloved what their experience was and how they look at it, it's like I can just hear the relief in, in people's voices. 
just to hear how much they're loved. And it's just to be in the presence of that kind of love, that kind of unconditional love is so amazing. It's, it's really pretty incredible. It, it sounds too to me like, and Ann, jump in if you have any questions, please, because this is kind of just a conversational thing here. But um, it sounds to me that it's almost a, a, a closure you know, even when I hear, you know, like our one, and I've never, and it, which is funny to me that I've never visited like a psychic. I mean, I think I've given like a, a, a like a lady with a crystal ball like twenty bucks one time to see if she could tell me some stuff. Like I've done like that, you know. But I, I, I just think that there's this opportunity to to connect and to understand what might lie on the other side. But it sounds like this opportunity, like you're talking about for. Um, the fact that you did everything right, you were, you know, you were a good mom or dad parent, you know, as far as the pet goes and, and it's all good. Like, um, I'm getting emotional and I see you getting emotional, <laughs> who knew, but this is kind of part of what goes on. Cause yeah. this is real stuff. Um, when, when you, when you first started to do this, was it like, did you know, Jill, like you had this sort of connection to that is it tuning in is it uh like where's that like i think of edgar casey who used to do these things back in the day with people and stuff like that and if you don't know that that's a whole nother show i'll probably have to talk to you guys about it some other time but like talk to me about that like where did you find that you had this con- level of connection with the animals you said growing up you felt more connected to the animals than than the people animals right mm. Yeah, you know, we all have the ability, right? We we all communicate with our animals and we don't frame it that way, right? Like you 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 may go to the cupboard and you you choose turkey rather than tuna, right? For for your animal and you don't realize that the reason you did that is because they told you they wanted that, right? We don't frame it that way. So we all have the ability to talk to animals. Um, what I did was there's some of us, you know, just like we're, we're all here to, to, for different missions, to serve different purposes. And for me, being a voice of the animals was part of my purpose. And so I, you know, I went on and I got a certification in animal communication and I've done a lot of practice. So the more you practice, the more you, the more you hone the skill and the more you come to trust it. Right. Because, yeah, you know, when you you first hear something and I I know it's interesting because some of the times where I hear the things that sound the craziest are the times when I share them with the person and they're like, oh, yeah, I know what that means. Or, Or, you know, that was like a crazy name like Hercules or something. And I'll and I'll share it and I'll say. Well, I'm not sure what this means, but I'm I'm hearing the name Hercules, and the person's like, "Yeah," and then they explain to me what it means. Oh, so, yeah, so I've come to trust it and put it out there. Sometimes people won't get it in the moment, and then after it, it will hit them. So it, it's it's one of those things, you know. We have so much capacity beyond what we use. Um, and there's so much so much capacity beyond what we use right like we're you know I feel like as much as we could see we're blinded at the same time you know like I feel I I don't want to get into my whole world of things like this but the point is I just think there's so much that is around us whether it be different frequencies or whatever like 
I'm getting out there, gang. So hold on tight. But it's this different, like, there's things that are going on in the peripheral that we're not really tuned in on. And it's like different senses and whatever the case is, like, why are we not connected to that? But I think, you know, when and go to meditation or or even just uh, mindfulness, when when we sit with ourselves or or even in this case, our animals, we're, there's a different level because we're blocking out a lot of that noise, right? There's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of distraction out there. And that's what, what's coming up for me as you talk about this, Jill, is is really is that. Um, I, you know, I, I have found and, you know, that nature is incredibly special. And we talk about the horses, but it's incredible. I don't, obviously it's special, but I mean, it's special to us to feel better, you know, a walk in nature. I, I can't tell you, we're going to go to break in a second, but I can't tell you how much in the last two years I have become to love squirrels. Like I love them. They're the cutest. They're like outside my, I mean, it's funny because like you living here on Long Island, we see squirrels all the time. Right. But like, you just see them and they run. But like, if you pay attention to what they're doing, like their little faces and they're like eating like a, you know, the knot and electronic, they're like really cute. And I don't even get me started on chipmunks because chipmunks drive me forget about it. And like, I love Alvin and the chipmunks, but I mean the chipmunk that I see, and you don't see a lot of them by me, but when I see a chipmunk, forget it. But it it's that connection that brings out. But if you pause and you look and you engage, I never knew I was a birder. But like now, and, and I think it's a part of pandemic COVID era of history that I look out the window, that I pause, that I pay attention, that I stop. I mean, it's like I, I almost drove my car off the road not to hit a squirrel the other day because like I don't want a squirrel to be dead, of course. But like it was it was just it's there's this whole connection shout out to val because it's probably partially this whole thing that we're doing here that makes me more aware of it although i have been watching squirrels longer than we've been doing the show we should get a squirrel val we should get a squirrel as our mascot all right <laughs> we do have to take a quick break and i want you to jump in the conversation we come back because I, I as somebody who has had animals i want you to talk to about what's gone on in maloney with with the um companion animal because I'm sure, you know, we talked a little bit briefly yesterday about that at our lunch, but I want to talk about that because, and I, I, you could fill Jill in on that because I think that connection with that animal and families who are coming into the funeral home, um, that level of connection, you, you could explain really where it went to. It's not, you know, incredibly special. We'll talk about it when we come back. This is the Professionals Animal Lovers show. I'm a big mush already. I'm I'm ready to go outside after this and watch some squirrels. We'll be right back. This is Pals. Howdy. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you 
a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back this is pals i'm your pal you're my pal and i like squirrels okay so this is the professionals and animal lovers show and levy is here we were just talking earlier about Anne's new business which i am so stoked i'm going to be there at the ribbon cutting um if it's like in the winter time we won't bring italian ices unless you want me to um if it's the summertime we will and if you don't want me to bring italian ices all we don't have to but we did meet over a rainbow ice you and i that's how our that is our history that is our that is the origin story of of us connecting and knowing each other which turns into you meeting my friend val which turns into you introducing us to peter now peter's peter maloney is supporting our uh, upcoming compassion awards i want to know this um and it's funny. I always think, like, not always, but like when we talk a little bit, I think about the name Veda Sultanpuss because that was the name of the little girl oh, yes. in, in the movie, My Girl, with Macaulay Calkin. When Macaulay Calkin gets uh, Thomas J, when he gets attacked by all those bees. And then it, that's because, and I think of that because of what you used to do, what your career was before your new business tell us what that was and let's talk about the dog because i think there's this cool connection between the dog at the funeral parlor or the funeral homes and what jill's doing speaking and connecting with the animals talk to us about that so well hello jill i'm sorry i didn't get to say that earlier so nice so nice to meet you um so i worked at maloney funeral homes for 23 years as a funeral director um i started working there when i was 20 years old and they it's a family-owned funeral home they're the premier funeral home in new york they're amazing um very high standards and that's what i'm all about i need to make sure everything is just top shelf everything um so i worked as a funeral director and a few years back peter maloney's daughter had rescued a pup when she was away at college and she brought the pup's name is Coda. She brought him home uh, for Thanksgiving. He's a uh, he's a lab mix with a uh, lab mix with a Weimaraner. He's so beautiful. So he's all black and he has these golden eyes. He's just the sweetest, cutest boy. I love him so much. And of course, I was always like a kid in a candy store whenever he was at the funeral home. That's that's a whole other story. But anyway, Peter Maloney had um, he got Coda qualified as a, uh, you know, a comfort dog and, you know, with, so he could be around people and made sure he went through all that training. So we would offer to families when we were sitting with a family to make funeral arrangements, we would, we would let them know about Coda. We didn't bring him into every visitation because not, not everyone finds comfort or gets excited when they see dogs, which is, which is fine. I don't, I don't judge, but we would always ask families, you know, we do have a comfort dog here. His name is Coda, blah, blah, blah. Would you like to meet him for the visitation? 
if they said yes, we would bring him into the visitation, usually just after the family had already seen their loved one for the first time and they felt a little more at ease. So we didn't bring him in immediately, but they were probably probably had spent about a half hour or 45 minutes with their loved one already. Coda would come in to, to say hello and everybody would smile. Everybody would get excited that there was this adorable dog in the room with them. And it was just, it was so heartwarming to see how people can be so sad and distraught, but when they see a dog, it makes them smile and it makes them happy. And, and they, they're on the floor playing with, with him and letting him lick their face. And it was just, it was just so wonderful. So of course me as a loving dogs more than anything in the whole world, I, I would offer Coda's services to all the families that I sat with to make arrangements. So I would see Coda a lot. And of course I had a, a special draw in my desk for his treats. Then he knew to come directly to me when, whenever he came to visit the funeral home, but he was uh, really just, he brightened people's days at the worst, you know, one of the, the worst times in their lives. And it was just so nice to see how, uh, how excited and happy he would make people feel and me as well, because I always got excited when he was around also. Um, but uh, should I elaborate a little more on that? Or I, mean, that I just, here's what's coming up for me. And Jill, I want you to jump in on this too. Here's what's coming up for me. A um, couple, maybe a month ago, a couple, three weeks, something like that. I'm out with my older son and I'm picking him up from, he's hanging out with his boys playing wiffle ball or something like that. And we're driving home and it's like nine o'clock at night on a Friday. So I'm done. You know, like the Tommy D, you know, and love is left a while ago. It's like tired, cranky Tommy D around. And it's like, uh, there's a dog walking on the street and he goes, dad, we got to go over there and help. And I'm like, yeah, it's that dog lives there. Now I didn't know the dog lived there. I was guessing it was on like some, somebody's, somebody's like the front walkway. He goes, dad, we got to go. Now I hear his voice and I hear Valerie's voice. Valerie wasn't there, but she's going, Tommy D stopped the car. So we stopped the car and Thomas, my son sees the dog and we walk the dog and we knock on somebody's door and it's late, it's dark out, it's, you know, it's nine o'clock. And he says, um, is this your dog? And the man says, thank you so much. And he was, the man was so appreciative. So, you know, talk about the ripple effect. Valerie affects me. My son now is affected by this. And Valerie gets him a shirt and says, I'm here to pet all the dogs. Like that's his t-shirt that the kids got. So what, and that's the thing. And and that's what these animals have for us and this connection. And, and, you know, it's, it's about that. And what about, you know, what trajectory of the people that we connect with and touch and impact through this program and through other, you know, other different medias that we're involved with are now better off for having been involved, you know, and that's the stuff. So listening to your story, that's what I was thinking about. Like, I love your dog. I'm here to pet all the dogs. Like it's like very special. So Jill, um, for, from your perspective with, with what Anne was sharing, I mean, what, what a key differentiator too, and shout out to Peter and the Maloney family and what they're doing there, because just a key differentiator. Look, you know, uh, we all end up in the same place at some point. So if you need services, you know, from a place like Maloney, well, why wouldn't you use the one that, that's all about the animals and cares and is compassionate, right? So Jill, what do you have kind of from what Ann was talking about there, something a little bit about that? Yeah, so what I was thinking about was I know, you know, before I started communicating with animals, I adored them and I knew they were pure unconditional love, but I didn't realize how wise they are. And they are here to teach us and guide us 
animals have their own purposes. And it sounds like he had his purpose to be with people in their grief and their pain. And, 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 you know, and that's one of the reasons that when we lose our animals, it touches us so deeply because the bonds, I mean, they're a combination of partners, parent, child, best friend, confidant, right? And then when we lose that connection, although the connection continues just in a different form, right? Um, it's, it's devastating, or it can be. I mean, I can't tell you how many, how many people have said to me, Jill, I'm more devastated than when my mother slash father passed over. And yeah, they're just such deep connections. And so I, I communicate with people and their animals who passed over. And then I also do pet loss coaching for people who really can use extra support in kind of moving through the grief process in healthy ways, um, because it, it really can just tear us apart. Um, I, I brought a picture, like, so this is a very old picture, oh, hmm. um, but this is, uh, that's me, I can tell, but that isn't me, that's that's Mickey. We called, you know, he was, um, so see how like his one ear is down? Cause like, he was like young enough where like one ear had, perked up and the other one was still flopped over. Um, his name was was Michelob Light. And I didn't know I would share this picture today, but I just saw it over here in the attic because there's a lot of stuff in the attic. And uh, he, my, my wife and I were dating for like three weeks in 1999. And this is way before I knew anything about pet stores or anti-puppy mill bills, like shout out to Val and I doing the shout out to myself. I just shouted myself out. Shout out to your pals for doing some of the call nights and stuff like that um, for the anti-puppy mill bill. So I didn't know. So I was at the Roosevelt Field Mall at the time getting my ear pierced. I think I've told this story on the show before. I was getting my fourth or fifth earring at the time. And um my girlfriend and I were in the store and that, and this guy whose name was originally, um, before we named him Michelob Light, which I used to call him Michelobe. But anyway, the whole thing is we, he was there for like the first, um, his first name was, um, Button was what his name was. Cause he was tiny. He was like a pound and a half. He's a true hour. So he was there for like the entire relationship of my wife and I for like the first I don't know, 16 years or something like that. Like he stuck around for a long time. And by the time he, we had to say goodbye, uh, and he was the only dog I ever had to this day. And by the time we had to say goodbye, we had been married. We had three kids already. And it was like, it was a, like a, ran the span of this whole thing. So um, I miss that little dude. And I don't think about him like regularly, but that picture, I mean, I'm like 21 years old in that picture. I was like a little baby. <laughs> he was a little baby, but um, it, it's, there are certain things I remember. I mean, I used, I was a bartender at the time. He used to come to the bar and he used to like run around at the bar and like people loved it. Like it was the coolest thing. Like he was, <laughs> and again, we named them after beer. That explains more of my youth. You know, you, you know, read my, uh, my story one day, but um, it, it's, they are such a part of our life and and you know it it's taken these types of conversations to remind me of that um and we've gotten pretty close to getting a dog now at this point and we've not yet done it but i see it value i know you listen i see it happening 
it's going to happen because, um, you know, it just makes sense. And it's so special, it's, especially for the kids to have a dog, right? I mean, I'm sure you, you, you all would, would agree on that. So um, I think we're supposed to take another break. I, I really am like just just t- totally vibing in the emotions of this whole thing right now. Mm-hmm. So um, Jill, before we take another break, what kind of animals do you have at home? Because I saw that big old cat that you had when, when I was showing the website. And I saw, tell us what's at home with you. Yeah, so that big old cat was my beloved Jesse, who passed a few years ago, and he he continues to help me and inspire me. Um, right now, I live with a cat named Rocky. Rocky. So yeah, he's a charcoal gray beauty, and he's uh, very sweet, and he's my he's my co partner. So love it, I love it. That's awesome, so special. We are gonna take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about. I want to talk about this festival. I'm going to call it a festival, Jill, but I'm animal rock. I want to talk about who you're looking to have come out there. You know, um, depending on schedules, I'm going to do my best to get out there for sure. You know, um, but tell us about that when we come back. It's from 10 to 4 on September 24th, Saturday, down in, I'd say down in Rockaway Beach, which is such a cool part of the world. We'll be right back. Let's talk about that when we come back. Ann Levy, Jill Laurie, and your boy, Tommy D. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Valerie Heffron, no big deal. We're just changing the world. That's all, kid. No big deal. You know, we're not trying to do anything. We are changing the world. Shout out to my friend Joe, who I hear you in my head saying, what is this try thing, Tommy D? We are doing and we are making an impact and we're changing the world. So I shared with you on Facebook during the break, I shared the the website, palshowpal-show.com. And and I shared the Compassion Award. So check it out on Facebook. Um, 
look, we are certainly looking for some more folks to get involved from a sponsorship level. If that's your thing and you and you want to connect with this community of people who are who are looking for business services that they can connect with people who care about animals and are compassionate. So if that's your deal, man, like if that's who you are and and, and this is like, you, you know, if you work at the rescue on the weekends or if you're just raising money for other nonprofits that support the animals and you're compassionate and you're in this space and you do business, well, then we got those kind of folks for you. So connect with us, connect with Tommy D, connect with Val. And, uh, you know, we can always talk to you about that. And the event, again, the Compassion Awards, the first ever Powell's Compassion Awards is the 11th of October at the Refuge here in Long Island, on Long Island, uh, out in Melville. All right. Joe Laurie's here and Levy's here. Let's get back at it because we got a few minutes together before we move on. Uh, Jill, tell me about this event because, you know, this could be right up the alley for, for folks like Ann and myself and certainly the 28 other people that were in this lunch yesterday. So what is Animal Rock? Animal Rock is a celebration of our relationships with animals. It's um, inspired by the animals and they're in charge. And so the idea is to provide a lot of different information about how people can help animals. So we're gonna have um, different animal related groups there with um, kind of sharing how each of them helps animals and how people can get involved. What are the things people can do? We're gonna have pet adoptions there. We're gonna have animal blessings, raffle prizes, which um, the raffle is gonna go to a yet to be determined animal organization. And we're, you know, we still have enough time between now and then that I'm accepting new groups, new organizations who wanna participate. There's no fee to participate. So if you run an animal organization, you're a pet rescue, um, I would love to have an animal friendly DJ there. Um, also accepting uh, raffle prizes as well as um, product donations for the event. So, you know, depending on what your individual strengths are, what your interests are, um, we can definitely use your help because, you know, one of the things the animals really wanted to do with Animal Rock was to make this a community affair. I, and because that's, that's the animal, animal way. I, I love that's the animal way. I love this because you're totally coming at this from their point of view, their perspective, right? It's not, a, you said they want, they created, they did this. So they're working through you. Is that fair? Absolutely. Because I can sort of be a lone wolf and try to do everything myself. And the animal's like, no, this is an opportunity. That's the way nature works, right? That's how nature, you know, each different species works together. And that's the way ecosystems survive and thrive. So uh, Animal Rock is going to be modeled after that and really be, I think, an incredible experience for anyone and everyone who participates. Um, there's just going to be so much love, so much information, so much wisdom, because when the animals throw a party, it's like <laughs> nothing you've ever experienced. 
I love this. This is so fun. Oh my god. Um, I, I, we have to be there. We have to figure out how to get pals out there on on the yes, tour. yes. Oh, love to have you. Sure. It's been a while since I've been down the Rockaways. I used to spend some time down there. Actually, my you know I have a lot of family who used to live down in the bungalows, like you know down uh, you know I'm talking. 50 60 years ago like for sure that was like a lot of family stuff down there i think we still have some people down that way um but yeah that's cool uh i so we'll we'll work out how to get through and, and come on that and then to find out more information about that they would just go right to healing with healing with animals.com um slash home slash animal rock but i'll share it uh, on on facebook what i want to ask you is you said there'll be animal blessings what does that mean jill well, we're, I'm actually going to a good friend of mine is a reverend and she's going to come and we're going to open up with a blessing to bless all animals. Right. And the people who are working to try to help and support them and and even those who who are not as knowledgeable about how to help animals. And then we're also going to be doing animal blessings during the day as well for people who bring their I think it will probably be mostly dogs. You think so? Yeah. I, I would think so because for the most part, cats really aren't interested in coming out. And we can send them <laughs> blessings at home so they don't have to physically do that. Hey, look, man, you know, in a world where we got teledoc services, we could do teleblessings for animals. So if your cat's lazy and doesn't want to come out, no judgment. I'm not saying all cats are lazy. But if your cat doesn't want to come out to the party, on the 24th down in the Rockaways, we'll send some virtual blessings, maybe a Zoom blessing meeting or something like that, right? Um, what do you think? I want to make a challenge, Jill. I want to see what the most unique animal that would show up for Animal Rock might be. So we don't know. We, I mean, we might have ideas, but maybe somebody wants to bring. Um, I always joke with Valerie. They have a bearded dragon. And I always say, like, dude, you got like that Komodo dragon, right? And like I Googled the Komodo dragon. No, you don't have a Komodo. Nobody has a Komodo dragon in their house, but a bearded dragon is like this tiny little guy. And his name is Elliot, the one that Hef and, and Val have. Um, but I wonder that I'm challenging people to bring legally, bring unique animals, right? I want somebody to come with a zebra that they shouldn't have at. The, at the, right. No, I think that's important to say to make yes. note of because there are some animals that are meant to be in the yes. wild and not. Right. Again, if you have a bearded dragon, like he, be, that would be okay to, to bring the bearded dragon, right? Not the Komodo dragon. Don't bring that. I'd have to really, to tell you the truth, I'd have to really study up and see like what appropriate arenas are for different animals. So, so let let's well, let's do this. Let's leave it this way. Bring your dog to the event. Call me if you want to talk about a bearded dragon for some other. <laughs> Don't screw up Jill's event. That's what we're saying. <laughs> well, I'm not so concerned about the event as I am about the animals and the animals having the appropriate care that, that they need. So totally, totally. that's my priority. And folks, understand that I'm being silly a lot of the time, too. So don't take everything so serious. Not you, Jill. Not you, Ann. I mean, other people listening. Um, uh, listen, I can't get over the fact that I keep looking at myself on the screen and I see Mick, Mickey right there. Michelob, I haven't seen that dude in a long time. Very, very mm. wild. And take us home. Take us tell tell us something. You know, if you want to give us an update on what's coming up down the road for the business. If you don't, if you can't share us too much, I get it. But um, what what do you want to leave us with? Um, well, we, we're we still have a, a little bit of a road ahead, but we're we're definitely trying to um, 
build awareness so people know that we're coming soon. So we so, uh, started an Instagram account that um, it's for Pooch's B&B because the name of our company is Pooch's Bed and Barkfest, luxury pet resort, daycare, spa. There one more um, time, bed, bed and breakfast? Barkfest. Oh, Barkfest. Barkfest, yes. <laughs> um, so we uh, we have an Instagram. It's Pooch's B&B, just to uh, shorten it a little bit. Um, so we've been caring for pups at our home while we're waiting for everything to happen, which is awesome. I have Molly with me right now. She's such a good girl. Can we see her? Because that's kind oh, of yeah. that's one of the rules of the show. If there's somebody there, they, we have to see them. What's up there, Molly? How you doing? Hi, Molly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you talking to the animal, Jill? Are you talking to Molly again? <laughs> She's so cute. I love her so much. Um, but so we've been caring for pups at our home. And we I, I post pictures and videos of them on the Instagram for now. And, and, you know, once the construction begins inside the building for the resort itself, then I'll, I'll you know, post uh, updates on that as well. But, you know, we're just waiting. It, there's a lot involved with animal boarding. Um, it's not just, you can't just have a building anywhere you want or on any road that you want and have animals sleeping overnight. And there are some rules within the townships and the county and all that. So we're getting through all of that now. It's taking a little longer than I anticipated, but often, we're getting there. As long often, as we're moving forward. Yeah, often in construction, we all know that that it does, that, that it does take a long time. And yes. thanks for being here. Jill, Thank anything you, you want to leave us with? You're welcome. Anything you want to leave us with for September 24th or otherwise? Yeah, just just to know that the whole animal kingdom absolutely loves human beings. And they're with us, for us, and they're really leading the way if we listen to creating a beautiful new world. Namaste to the animals. I see you. I see you, animals. I see you, Jill. I see you. And I see you, Val. Val, I love you. I miss you, kid. Don't worry. We're holding it down. All right. So listen, as, I, as we leave this program every single week, we leave with a quote. The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Valerie would say, yay, Gandhi. So I'll say, yay, Gandhi. Make it a great day, everybody. Thanks for being here. Have a great day. Thank you. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. 
That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 